0: Well, hello everyone and welcome to Journey in the Word Devotionals. My name is Craig Hamlin. I'm glad you've chosen to join with us today. I'm off-site. I'm in a different place than I normally am. The sound is going to be just a little bit different, but we uh, just have the, the privilege to be able to visit with some family this week, and so we're off um, on uh, spring break. Uh, with my family. So I'm excited about that. And But I wanted to bring you guys uh, episode two of what we started last time with how to overcome discouragement. You know, last time we talked about how, you know, discouragement is a part of everybody's life. Uh, everybody feels it. Everybody goes through it. And it's one of those uh, emotions that we have. It's one of those situations that we have when um, we go through times of unfulfilled expectations. Maybe our dreams get unrealized or or they're crushed. You know, discouragement can can come. Uh, you know, from an unforeseen disaster like uh, like was experienced in my city. Not too long ago, with uh, with a tornado, uh, discouragement can come from uh, consequences of bad decisions that you've made, and now you feel stuck with guilt and shame and regrets that have piled up. You know, discouragement can come to people or families or even to churches when they're trying to do the right thing, but at, you know, at every turn they kept getting they keep getting pushback from within and criticism from without. I think the bottom line about discouragement. Is that it doesn't feel good, but it doesn't have to beat you. Charles Spurgeon said, him when he, as he looked back on some very dark days of discouragement in his own life, he said, I bear willing witness that I owe more to the fire and the hammer and the file than to anything else in my, in my Lord's workshop. I sometimes question whether I've ever learned anything except through the rod. When my schoolroom is darkened, I see most. You know, I think that's one of the most positive ways of looking at difficulties, difficult times in our life. Because um, when we go through moments of discouragement, sometimes we can really dive into a pity party, can't we? We can get so uh, so down and and almost leading to depression, and for some people, it does even leading uh, to to death and uh, And so you know depression and discouragement and everything leads to physical sickness, it can be emotional, but spiritually, God has equipped us to be able to handle times of discouragement, to be able to handle this human emotion that's a part of the fall to handle it with success and to handle it with uh, with peace, and to be able to rise above the discouragement and overcome the discouragement because. We have a Savior who has overcome the world. And if Christ has overcome the world, he has given us that spirit of being an overcomer so that we can face any situation with joy and with peace and be able to take that situation and grow from it and become even better because of it. So last time we talked about, and we're looking at Nehemiah chapter 4, we talked about how when we face times of discouragement. We have to bring God in on the situation, and that's exactly what we see when you read the chapter of Nehemiah four. Nehemiah uh, is someone from Jerusalem. He's a he's a Jewish man, uh, but he's working for uh, the the country, the nation that is has imprisoned them, and um, and has taken him into uh, servitude or slavery. And he goes to this king who now, Nehemiah has a very high position in the court, but he goes to this king and he's he's very uh, heartbroken because someone has come and said, the temple has been destroyed, the walls of the city have been destroyed and people are trying to rebuild it, but they just can't, there's so much opposition. And so Nehemiah confronts the king and he asks if he can go and help rebuild the wall. And he goes as the leader, of this endeavor with all of the blessing of the king and some of the resources as well. And he is able to go, but when he gets to the wall, he sees that the people, the remnant that are there are discouraged. Um, They are being uh, blasted by criticism of others in and around there. And it is a time when uh, they they are discouraged, they're downtrodden, and Nehemiah is doing his absolute best to try to get them to see things from the bright side, to be able to see God for who he is. In many ways, he's fighting the same battle that, um, <clears throat> that Moses had to fight when he sent the, the 12 spies into the land of Canaan. You remember back in Exodus and Numbers. And they go back, and they, when they come back, 10 of the spies say, We were like grasshoppers in the sight of the people that we were spying, the land that we were spying out. And only Joshua and Caleb came back and said, what do you mean? We're God's people. We can do this. Nehemiah was like Joshua and Caleb in many ways, just trying to tell the people, we can rebuild this wall. But there was so much criticism Coming against them. And so Nehemiah began to pray. He began to talk to God and he brought God in on the situation. And when he began to pray, it put everything in its right perspective. And really, that is the second way that you overcome discouragement. The first is bring God in on the situation. Make sure that you're spending time on your knees talking to God honestly about what you're going through. But then the second thing is don't lose the right perspective by getting sidetracked from your main mission. If you look at Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 6, he says, So, we built the wall, and all the wall was joined together to half of its height, for the people had a mind to work. Now, it's a wonderful thing to be able to see what he's saying here, that people had a mind to work. I love the perspective that Nehemiah gives us here, and I love it in the little word, so. He had just come off of saying, hey, listen, we're praying, we're, we're trusting the Lord, we're bringing God in on the situation, so what else is there to do but get to work? Isn't that a great perspective? He says, so, we built the wall. <laughs> You know, when you don't know what else to do in a situation, when you're going through discouragement and you're facing a situation that has got you down, don't stop working. Don't lay down. Get in there and keep moving. Keep plugging away. He says, so we built the wall. We prayed. So now let's do what we can and let God do what only God can do. The people had a mind to work, he says in verse 6. In other words, literally that means the people worked with all their heart. The people kept building in the face of opposition, personal attacks, and discouragement. My family watched a a really good movie um, recently called Greater. It's a story of Brandon Burlsworth, who at 22 was tragically killed in an automobile accident just weeks After being drafted by the Indianapolis Colts to play football for them, his story is not one of tragedy, but really of triumph. You see, Brandon had been discouraged from fulfilling his lifelong dream of playing football for uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks. And he was discouraged by his family, by his friends, and even by his coaches. Now, Brandon was good enough that he could have attended any of the smaller schools that had offered him scholarships, but his dream was to play for Arkansas. So he went to Arkansas, enrolled in the school, and walked on against all odds. And listen to this. Ultimately became an All-American football player, an All-SEC academic honor roll student, and finished his MBA his master's of business administration before playing his last game in the Citrus Bowl, the only student athlete to ever do that. In 2010, the Burlsworth Trophy was made and given, and still to this day is given, to the most outstanding college football player who started as a walk-on. You know, he could have done, he could have just laid down and said, listen, I'm not going to fulfill my dream. I'm going to let this stop me because everybody else is telling me that I can't do it. But listen, Brandon listened to his heart. And he knew that God had called him to play football. And he knew that God had called him to play football for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Listen, when God calls you to something and everything around you is discouraging you, everything around you is is against you, pray don't lose your perspective. The mission stays the same. And for the child of God, the mission that we have is to continue to tell people about Jesus Christ, continue to live for him, continue to pour our lives into other people so that other people might have hope. Live for Jesus. So the question I want to leave you with today in this devotional is, what could God do through you in the midst of your struggle if you do not lose your perspective? What could God do through your family if you do not lose your perspective? What could God do through all of us if we could keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith? Well, listen, I hope that God blesses you and encourages you today. Don't lose your perspective on the main thing and let everybody else take you down. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus, stay encouraged, and God will do great things in and through your life. God bless you guys. I hope you have a fantastic day. Listen, go to the website www.journeyintheword.com for more resources. You can also go to my YouTube channel, Craig Hamlin, and be able to subscribe there, as well as going to Spotify or Apple iTunes to follow and subscribe in this podcast. Listen, I hope you have a fantastic day. God bless you guys, and we'll see you back here next time for episode three of How to Overcome Discouragement.